Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm looking at 10 tips to reduce your sugar cravings and help you feel back in control of your food choices. Welcome back to the Daily Dollop podcast, everybody. I hope you're having an amazing day. On the show today, we have another five tips, joining the five tips of the previous episode on managing and beating your sugar cravings. Again, I want to remind you that sugar is not evil. You, you know, you're not a good or a bad person based on what you eat. There are simply dietary patterns that promote health more than others. And it is a good idea to keep your intake of ultra processed foods in general, foods that are high in sugar or fat, just energy in general and low in nutrition. And often the best way to do this is by actually setting up habits, behaviors and routines into your daily life that just help make these food choices easier and a part of who you are and what you do, as opposed to making rules around it, like I shouldn't eat this and I mustn't eat that and this food is bad, etc. And so I covered five tips in the previous episode. I'm going to keep on moving through those tips today. Definitely check out though the Healthy Eating Hub online membership. It's only $39 a month you can cancel anytime you're not locked in and it gives you full access to all of my um, online food education and nutrition habit building modules. There's one on snacks. It's a four-week module and it goes deep into hunger and non-hunger reasons for eating. It goes into managing sugar cravings and is all about establishing habits around snacking that you feel happy and comfortable with and suit you, your lifestyle and your goals. So definitely go and check that out. I'm going to pop the link to the module overview in the show notes. It will really, really help you. Um, And it'll go along with the tips that I've got in these two episodes. But let's get stuck in. Tip number six to beating your sugar cravings is distract yourself. Sometimes we feel the temptation to reach for something sweet like chocolate or cake or whatever it was um, because we're either bored or we've become stressed, we're managing a difficult emotion and we, we're just trying to sort of like get rid of that negative emotion or find something to do. So a great way to, to not reach for the chocolate is to distract yourself with another activity um, to keep you physically busy and occupy your mind. So this actually happened to me yesterday. I started craving sugar about an hour out from dinner. Now, normally if I'm feeling hungry and all the family is around, because I'm in charge of food prep, they just all eat when I want to eat. So I just make dinner early and my husband will say something like, oh, dinner's early tonight. And I was like, yep, I'm hungry. Um, But this particular night I was waiting for family members to come home from football training. So my husband had gone, he stays at work late to then pick up one child from football training. So they're not home usually till after seven. And so I was feeling particularly hungry, but I was like, dinner's going to be in an hour. I can wait. I'm not that starving. 
And so I decided that I would give the dog a bath. What a way to keep your hands busy and distract yourself for a decent 45 minutes, mind you. It was excellent. And then subsequently I was late cooking dinner. We all ate super late because, yeah, he's challenging to bath. And I bathed him in my swimmers, in my shower, like in my ensuite. Um, he's so funny. He goes like real quiet and still and just stands there and slightly quivers. And I'm not sure if he's just going to like collapse and cry or if he's just going to like burst out in like angry dog aggression and violence. But um, And then he like shakes and he gets it everywhere and, you know, we showered together. It was, it was a moment in time. But now he smells like coconut and he's very cute and shiny and fluffy. So that was a very good way of distracting myself from wanting to eat something sweet. But there are a number of activities that you can do to distract yourself. It's just a matter of finding what works for you. So it's especially helpful if you can pick something in advance, maybe have a list of things you can do, pop it on the fridge or in your phone, right? Just so you're not kind of thinking, I don't know what to do, right? And you're pulling blanks because of decision fatigue. So things like going for a walk, reading a magazine, doing a puzzle, phoning a friend, playing a game with the kids, washing the dog in the shower with your swimmers on, also a good idea makes a mess because then you have to spend time cleaning it up afterwards as well. It's a very good distraction technique. If you are the artistic type, you could keep some craft supplies on hands, get creative. The other day after dinner, I was feeling bored and I decided that I would repot my plants. And so then I had to go outside because it's dirty with potting mix and dirt and stuff. And so then I had to put a jacket on and find a beanie because it's cold outside. But I spent a good hour and a half like repotting some indoor plants. It was a great way of distracting myself rather than sort of randomly thinking I was bored and finding something to eat after dinner. But if you're at work, grab a colleague, take a stroll around the block. If you find that you tend to give in to sugar cravings in the evenings, it can be a great idea to sign up for some evening classes to fill your time, something fun and social, pottery classes, woodwork, sewing, painting, dancing, yoga, tai chi, right? So many things you can do. Learn a new language. Tip number seven is treat yourself with something else. One of the things that commonly pops up in my conversations with people over the years around sweet foods is the idea that we're rewarding ourselves. So my kids are a big now, 11 and 12 years old, but I remember when I was a stay-at-home mum with them and they're much littler, I would feed myself sweet things at the end of the day. Actually, not just the end of the day, like all through the day because I was like, oh, I kept the children alive for the last two hours. Piece of brownie for me, right? I, I got through the day, keeping everyone fed and happy, chocolate for me. And it was this whole reward thing of like, I did this, so I'm going to, you know, reward myself with something sweet to eat. So they're a pretty culturally recognized reward. It's conditioned in us from a very young age, right? We used to get lollies for good behaviour at school, dessert if we behaved ourselves right when we were growing up. There's, there's very lot of deep conditioning going on here with this. This can make it really hard to say no to sugar cravings though when we feel like we deserve a pat on the back for getting to the end of a long hard day at the office, right? An evening of gruelling study or a, you know, a big two-hour gym session. We want to just make ourselves feel good. So it's nothing wrong with absolutely grabbing something sweet. I want you to know that right now. It's just that if that habit is starting to impair your health or affect particular goals that you might have, it's it's thinking about whether you do want that to be a regular habit or 
if you want to start to develop another habit instead because sometimes these sweet rewards can become quite ingrained and and can be quite a consistent way that we increase our sugar intake. So when you feel like you've earned a treat, maybe start to look at ways that you can treat yourself with things other than food. The ideal kind of treat is something that will make you feel good now and feel no remorse later. Take a nice long bath, watch an episode of your favourite TV show, call your bestie, do some online shopping, right? And when the occasion really does call for something delicious to eat, choose something that you also won't regret. Eat it mindfully, enjoy every single friggin' mouthful of that thing, no guilt associated, and then just move on with your life. Sometimes using a small amount of something sweet to spruce up a nutritious food, like drizzling some chocolate on some fresh strawberries, is also a really great thing that you can do, like adding some whole foods to your favorite sweet food. I like adding flaked almonds, like crushed biscuits over yogurt with fresh fruit, right? And there are dozens of different sort of ideas that you can find on the Healthy Eating Hub's website around this. Tip number eight is managing your stress and mood levels. And I talked about this in detail in my emotional eating deep dive series. But basically, you know, when we're feeling stressed or unhappy, we're more likely to crave sugar because we want foods that feel familiar, that make us feel good. And sweet foods do make us feel good. They increase your blood sugar levels. They increase serotonin production in the brain, right? They make you feel good, which is why we keep going back to them. It's a reinforcing behavior. So sometimes though, this is not what we need at the time. They can make us feel worse or it can lead to a vicious cycle of emotional eating. So what you can do is start to, rather than put your efforts on trying to stop eating sweet foods, is put your efforts into learning how to better manage your stress and emotions so that that you don't find yourselves in these really strong, intense emotional state that then makes you want to go and find something sweet to eat as a result of that. Two things that can help reduce stress as well as help manage your appetite and your food choices is getting enough sleep, huge thing that you can do. Just putting your effort into that is amazing, as well as including some exercise in your day is a great way to help manage your stress levels and mood. It can also be obviously a great idea to talk to someone, either close friend, relative, or even a professional, as well as making sure that you're spending time with people who care about you. Tip number nine is being physically active, um, but trying to enjoy it. So not forcing yourself obviously to do exercise that you hate, but there is anecdotal sort of reports. And I certainly feel this, that when people are being physically active, they tend to want to eat healthier foods. So that's a really cool thing as well. So it's nice to do a big long hike and then make yourself a big, nice meal full of veggies or you know, compared to the day we sit sort of blobbing on the couch, eating chips and chocolate, right? It's just sort of different behaviors are associated with different eating habits. So certainly staying active, right? But doing things that you enjoy that make you feel good, that then have a flow on effect of helping you make further healthy choices is a really great thing that you can do to kick your craving. What will make your craving worse is doing exercise and then not eating sufficiently afterwards, which is what happened to me this morning. I talked about this in the previous episode. 
still the same day for me recording these two episodes. I know, how meta is that? You're listening to this two days in a row, but this is the same day for me. Anyway, I went for a run with Harvey, my puppy, this morning and I didn't eat breakfast because I forgot. I know, I'm a normal person. And so then I craved sugar lemon slice when I got to work and I grabbed some at the cafe. So making sure you don't skip meals and that you're eating adequately and you've got a nice meal ready for after your exercise session to refuel is also really key. But like I said, being physically active, looking after your body is often associated with wanting to make healthier food choices as well. So let those two things, you know, spur each other on. And finally, tip number 10 is choose quality over quantity. It is important to remember that trying to control your sugar cravings doesn't mean you have to cut out sugar altogether. This is silly. Don't make a rule about being sugar is evil and you must cut it out. There's no reason to completely deny yourself the enjoyment of your favorite sweet foods. So long as you're comfortable with your choice and when you decide to have something sweet, pick something that you truly enjoy. Don't just eat any old thing, right? Make sure it's really special. Sometimes finding something really expensive is good. I recently finished my Mother's Day dark chocolates, which is lint chocolate and these really thin, they were these really thin squares of chocolate. And so I think there are only a couple of grams of chocolate each. They're so thin, but I'd only eat, I'd eat maybe four or five of them, but it only ended up being that I'm eating 10 grams of chocolate max, but it felt like I was eating so much. These little thin, very expensive, fancy chocolate. Anyway, it was great. I thoroughly enjoyed those. And it took me a good two weeks to eat through the box as well. So I wasn't overeating them. I was just having a small amount. So try, try that as well. But certainly when you do come to eating your sweet food, try to eat it not distracted so that you're really focusing on it, being really mindful about every mouthful, savoring the flavor. Mm. Just enjoy the time with your sweet food, which will actually help you probably be happy and more satisfied on a smaller portion and then just move on with the rest of your day. If you would like further help with your nutrition and you'd like to work with a qualified dietitian or build some healthy eating habits, the links to both of my businesses are in the show notes. I'd love to support you. Otherwise, have a great day, team, and we'll catch you in the next episode. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods, or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode.